I'll do the introduction. Is that okay, Mikey? Yeah, it's your interview. You got it. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Roadrunners in Review, the Scarlet Nation podcast. I'm Katora West, and I'm joined here today with Miss Watson and Mikey. Hi. Good morning. Guys. Good morning. Was it afternoon? I think it's afternoon. I think it's afternoon now. <laughs> so with that, Everything let's feels go ahead and begin. So, Ms. Watson, could you please give us a brief introduction for our listeners? Well, first of all, I guess I'm losing track of time. So good afternoon again. Um, my name is Robin Watson, and I am a counselor here at Scarlet Middle School for the class of 2025. Uh, this year, everyone is seventh graders, but we roll up next year to become eighth graders. Um, I've been at Scarlet for two years. I have wanted to be in a middle school for quite a few years before I was able to come to Scarlet. So I was really excited when I got to return to Scarlet as a staff member um, and be your counselor. So were we your first class? You were my first, my first graduating class at Scarlet. So I wow. get, got to know or get to know you all three years, um, starting off as a sixth grader all the way till you graduate as a ninth grade or into ninth grade. Mm. So we're all of this together, basically. Yeah, it's been a huge learning experience. And this is kind of a crazy situation. Um, mm -hmm. I would have never expected, but I love how everyone's coming together in the best ways that we can and doing really cool stuff. Yeah. So when did your counseling journey begin? Ooh, so a long time ago, um, I started teaching in 1996. My first job was actually at a school called Roberto Clemente, which was an Ann Arbor public school and it was an alternative school. And then I left Roberto to become a teacher in Celine. I taught a class called Visual Imaging Technology and technology at Roberto Clemente, which included things like graphic design using Photoshop, photography, television production, video production. We actually ran a community television station as part of that class. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we'd go out on like film sporting events and then it would be broadcast on TV. And I also taught a science class for 10th graders called environmental science. So it combined chemistry and geology to meet a 10th grade requirement. So when that I was in the back, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really cool. It's kind of like what I'm doing now also in a different manner. Um, when I was at Celine, the best part of both of my classes, science and visual imaging technology, were to do lab projects. So once the lessons were introduced, it was fun to see everybody's inspiration and how they took things in different directions. And as they worked on their lab projects, we would talk. And so talk about what was happening in their life and what they wanted to do and where things were going. And then I started thinking, like, why can't I do this full time? <laughs> so instead of grading papers and preparing lessons and fixing equipment, maybe I could become a counselor. And then my whole job is to help people, help my students figure out like what's going on in the world and what they want to do and just talk and get to know people. And so I started my counseling program and um, it's a master's level program. I chose Siena Heights University, which is a small private university. Um, my undergraduate was at Western Michigan University when I got my teaching degree. And that was a large public university. So I had two very different college experiences. Um, and when I graduated, I 
continued to work in Celine for a little bit. I did some internship work at Ozone House, which is a center for youth, ages 10 to 20. Um, they have a, like a homeless shelter or a transitional living center, um, different counselors, a 24-hour crisis line. And that's what my job was, was to be on the phone lines and respond to phone calls when anybody called needing help. So, so I you had to always be at work? Not always at work. We had different like shifts. Different shifts, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I go to Ozone House when the crisis lines are on site, and there is an office area where we would sit and the phone would ring, and you never knew what you were going to get. But it was some really, really good kind of under fire, someone's in crisis experience, and really gearing up to be able to do that when you just don't know what to expect. It was really hard and challenging, um, but it was really good experience. So Ozone House. Um, and then I also did an internship in an elementary school. So my experience now has elementary school counseling, high school counseling, and middle school counseling. My stepdad um, had you as a high school counselor. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and a couple other students' parents also. So it's really fun and interesting to see it all go around. So mm -hmm. did my internship, and then I um, ended up getting a job at Huron High School, where I served as a high school counselor for 15 years. And as my children got older and other things changed in my life, I really wanted to switch to middle school and have that experience. And I took me three years to get to Scarlet um, by wow. putting in requests for transfers. Yeah, I really wanted to, to make that change. And I was so grateful when I was able to come to Scarlet and start as a sixth grader with you. <laughs> that's my little bit of my journey and my history. You literally answered like four questions in one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what began my counseling journey. I've been at, I was at Huron for 15 years. I was at Scarlet for two years now. Um, and what inspired me is just really working with my students and love getting to know people. Mm -hmm. um, and I had some really good role models when I was working. So I worked with Linda Riley. She was amazing. Um, Patricia Manley was one of my counselors when I was in high school, and she was a school board member for a long time. Um, Matt Stimmick, who was my um, supervisor for my internship in the elementary school, he now works at Celine Middle School and has some of our students that are transferring over there. So I'm still in connection with a real, lot of really good people. Um, and of course, my colleagues at Huron who are still there, some who have retired, um, Scarlett, Ms. McCoo, and Ms. Keller are just an amazing team to work with. We are all so unique. Um, we cover a lot of different areas, and um, I love working with them and bouncing ideas. Yeah. For me, you kind of changed like the counselor experience, because I thought most counselors just were like therapists, and they would sit and listen to your problems, but you actually like help us in the future as well. Yeah. I feel like you're more than just a counselor, like yeah. a guide. So that's why it's fun mm -hmm. to be a counselor. Yeah, your school counselors are supposed to be a little bit more <laughs> than a therapist. So a therapist might be one that you only see for different problems and things, but a school counselor, um, our role is not just the personal problems, but to help you have a vision for yourself beyond school. So we use Naviance, that's a state requirement to help you do that, but that has always been part of the role of a school counselor. Mm. Um, and I just, I don't know, I love interacting and getting to know people, and it, it is really special when someone trusts me. Have you always been social? Um, 
that's no I'm kind of like an introvert most of the time so learning to be outgoing has been a challenge um going into the cafeteria or where things are very loud and not really structured is still really hard for me so when I go into a cafeteria or we have large school assemblies um I get really nervous and you might not be able to tell because I've learned to kind of compensate and tell myself that I'm safe and it's okay and people like people will take care of me but I still have mm-hmm. that anxiety inside me that makes it really hard so I kind of live what I try and teach people to mm-hmm. so if you ever see me in the cafeteria and I look nervous or I don't please come say hello give hugs <laughs> I feel a lot better um, and I will do the same for you yeah I didn't know you were nervous in the cafeterias you seem oh, so at ease I know <laughs> Yeah, I feel much more comfortable like in classrooms, like groups of 30 students or smaller, um, because there's some structure to it. Um, I would say like, you know, basketball games are really hard for me to go to, but I love going to music events. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just how things are done differently. But I've learned to branch out and reach out of my comfort zone and um, go to those those things because I know it's the better thing to do. It challenges me. Who are some of your, or were you about to see Couture? Oh, no, you can go, Mikey. Uh, who are some of your favorite music artists? <clears throat> oh, my favorite music artists. Um, it changes over time, and I think there's a time and place for all sorts of different artists. Um, if we think about, like, classical music, I really like Benjamin Britten. He does a lot of really beautiful Americana kind of um, instrumental stuff. I like... People like Michael Flanty and um, Macula Medicine for the People and Trevor Hall because they're very spiritual and positive and they want to make the world a better place. Um, I come from way back old school hip hop rap where like Dr. Dre, Snoop and Eminem were just getting started. So I respect them for the, the tune and the beats they lay down beneath like the spoken word. Um, so I enjoy stuff like that. Let's see. I don't know, just really, really diverse. So I always love talking about music with my students and you guys give me new inspiration and I can usually like jam along with whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite like genre music? Right now it's the, um, uh, what, is it, what is it called exactly? The genre of music. I'm not sure what genre it is, actually. So if you were to listen to Michael Franti, like what genre of music is that? It's kind of like hip-hop music Who is it? Michael Franti? Michael Franti. Yeah. Either that or I'm just blanking right now because <laughs> that camera makes me nervous. Everyone is their own genre. It's a different yeah. style, I guess. Yeah. It depends on your mood too. Exactly. I have like I have like four or five playlists for whatever. Exactly. I have a sad vibes when I'm upset, when I'm happy, when I'm tired, and when I'm doing schoolwork. And then I have another one for when I'm working out. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Jacob. uh, So Jacob's my son. He's in seventh grade. Also, Um, he likes listening to electronica. So he likes like OMFG and Grammatic and um, Alan Walker. And um, we listen to Boards of Canada a lot. 
So I don't know, it's kind of like an outdoorsy electronica thing. Yeah. Singer songwriters from the 1960s is what my parents brought me up on. So like John Denver and Carol King. Um, we just keep going. Like I just mm-hmm. keep going all of it. And just this what do you- music that gets created every day, so it changes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think- do you have any? Or what were you about to say? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, do you have any other children? I do. So I have Jacob, who's a seventh grader, and then I have Taylor, who is currently a tenth grader at Community. So okay. Taylor ended up being in quarantine with their dad, and then Jacob is here with me full time. Mm-hmm. We didn't do- know we were going into quarantine when like yeah. things were happening in our lives, and then we just anchored down right where we are. So I miss Taylor a lot. I'm really glad Jacob is here with me. Um, but it's also a lot of work. Yeah, I've met both of them. They're both really nice. Do they have the same taste in music? Jacob likes the electronica. He does not like people singing. So <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, Jacob has autism. And he is high functioning, which means he takes all of the regular classes that everybody else takes, except for English. Um, and part of the English is because he doesn't like speaking, so he doesn't talk a lot. He also doesn't like listening to music with people singing. Um, but the work that he does in school is what everybody else is doing for the most part. So he's really smart, and he doesn't have very many like behavior or stemming issues, but he definitely has some really interesting kind of quirks to him about how he functions in the world. And one of the things that's really hard for me is he does not listen to music with people singing. Um, He now likes music that is like anime music. So he can handle Japanese people or other languages. So we'll listen to Arabic music. um, We'll listen to like Japanese music, traditional or anime stuff. So it's really interesting, but as long as it's not people singing in English, he'll listen to it. Maybe he wants to learn another language or something. Yeah, we're working on learning sign language with him because he doesn't want to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it just makes a really interesting thing. I used to know the alphabet in sign language, and then I forgot. Yeah. Only thing I know in sign language is, all I know is love because Miss Watson told me that. Yeah. That's the only thing I know. You'll always be using sign language. So this is the ASL sign for I love you. And when I use it, it means that... I acknowledge you, I'm with you, I have love for you, not like I'm romantically in love with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like you agree with what we said sometimes. Exactly. It's just a really nice way to acknowledge. You'll also see me be like, peace, or the shaka sign, which is a Hawaiian thing for aloha spirit, which is a way of listening, a way of wishing positive intentions, a way of saying have fun in this life, like just do your thing. You have such a, like, a peaceful and calming vibe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's, it's just, like, true. going in your room, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It reminds me of a spa or something. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it always is, like, and it always smells good. Like, there's always good lights and everything. Nice. I, it's really important to me. I want everyone to feel comfortable coming in, and, you know, everybody has their own style, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, mine is definitely outdoor as you kind of flow with what's happening with nature and just kind of follow where your inspiration takes you and always be kind yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are some of your middle school memories oh my god or both so yeah. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually went to Scarlet. Oh. So yeah, it was a long time ago. I went to Scarlet and I have amazing memories. I remember middle school being really hard um, and confusing and trying to figure out like who I was and how I wanted to dress and going through different stages. Um, and everyone was really like flexible and just kind of allowed it. And I'm so grateful because everybody at Scarlet was already like different in their own world. So there's really no social norm that we had to follow. We really had an opportunity to explore and figure out who you wanted to be. Um, I remember listening to like punk rock and heavy metal music. Um, and, but I always had like this kind of like bohemian flowy kind of vibe going on, even when I was wearing like all black. <laughs> for a little bit um let's see i played a lot of sports so i played field hockey i played volleyball i played softball in the spring we only had three seasons of sports back then um i remember some of my favorite teachers was mr bryant he was a physical science teacher i had when i was in seventh grade or seventh or eighth grade and he was also a wrestling coach. He was really, really strict and nobody wanted to like cross him. And most of the kids were really scared of him. But for some reason, I really liked him. <laughs> and not only did he inspire a love for science, he also helped me learn how to get organized. So oh. he had these really strict requirements on how you kept your science notebook. And it became a game for me about how many points I could get because nobody ever got perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But I was going to challenge myself and I was going to make sure everything was right. And I eventually got a perfect score on my notebook and I was so proud. But the skills that I learned from Mr. Bryant and how to organize my time and organize my notebooks have stayed with me all of my life. And it helped me be successful through all of my different college programs also. So when you think like, oh, middle school is just kind of waste. Here I am saying that what I learned in middle school, I'm still using today. Mm -hmm. um, I had a teacher... My choir teacher was Mr. Hart. He got me going in music, which also continued through college. Um, in college, I have the teaching major in science, vocational education, and music. Um, so really, really diverse background. He was fabulous. We did a lot of different um, all-state choir competitions and quartets as a whole choir, um, as, um, as, as SSA, so trios kind of music. Um, mm -hmm. And I also remember I had an English teacher, Mr. Peterson, and he taught me how to catch softballs. So when I was on the softball team, I could not catch a softball for the <laughs> life of me if it was like a pop-up fly ball. And he's like, hold your glove this way and put your hand here. And then once it clicked, I was able to catch everything. And to this day, like you can throw things at me and I just kind of grab them out of the air. And it's kind of amazing. Even when so, you're not paying attention? Uh, you know, like if I'm not paying attention, I might get hit in the head. But for the most part, if I like, am aware something's coming toward me, I'll just be like, and I can catch things really well now. That's cool. So how is Scarlet like different from, how was your middle school experience different at Scarlet compared oh, to like ours maybe? Like, is there any difference that you see or something that's the same? You know, it's hard to tell what's different because I'm walking in different shoes. You know, I was yeah. a student back then. I remember hanging out in the hallways, like right outside where Miss um, Patalino's room is. Um, so my friends and I hung outside in the hall there a lot. And I think that was because it was like after lunch. 
So we'd leave the lunchroom mm-hmm. and that's where our class was. And I just remember hanging out there all the time. Um, but it's different colors, you know, like the paint on the wall and the murals are different. The staff members mm-hmm. are different, but it's always been a really, really diverse and accepting school. And mm-hmm. that is still to this day as a staff member, what I like most about Scarlet. Did you like your counselor from middle school? Is it bad if I say I don't remember who my counselor was? <laughs> I'm going to check this video like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that then the counseling model was that that was the person you saw for problems. And it shifted um, over the years um, mm-hmm. a lot because, you know, people like me say, hey, counseling isn't just for people who have problems. Like it's for all sorts of different things that you have. It's just another adult to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Talk through what is going on. Sometimes, like, I'll come to your stuff, even if I don't have a problem. I just want to talk. And yeah. I'll just come in your room just to come in here. Yeah, listen, grab a snack, you know. Um, one thing that I really love yeah. is about sharing food. And there's always students at Scarlet who are hungry. And I had a hard time just giving people, like, chips and, you know, different things that are junk food that I wouldn't feed to my own kids. And so this year I've been, whenever I cook food at home, I bring in portions to share with some of my students who are hungry. And I can't always promise what you're going to get. It might not be your favorite thing, but what I make is really good for what it is because I wouldn't bring something I would be embarrassed to share. So every once in a while, if you're lucky enough, um, pop in and we'll share lunch or have a meal and um, listen to Hawaiian music. Mm. I remember I came in your room and you were doing like, what's the thing with the yeah. cotton? Uh, on the, I forgot what it was. Poi? Yeah, that was cool. I like that. So these. Mm-hmm, yeah, those. These are poi. So P-O-I and you swing them around. It's the style of Polynesian dance. And so I use them because the repetitive motion kind of calms mm-hmm. your brain when people are having a hard time. And it's just really fun. Um, but it started as a way for the warriors to stay flexible when they were in battle. So it requires wrist flexibility and a lot of arm strength if you do it for a while. And as you get better, um, these little balls are just cotton inside, but you use them with weights. So then you get stronger and weighted and you could actually like hurt someone with them. So these are practice. Um, and they're designed to learn how to use them so that um, when you actually go into battle, that you have the strength to keep up the endurance you need through a battle. So, so you're prepared for a battle. You could do what? You're prepared for a battle in case one. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm prepared with my brain for battles. <laughs> I will try and outwit someone or just be kind and you know, hopefully I don't end up having to get in any sort of physical altercation. <laughs> but yeah, I love them. Poi. That's what it was, poi. It's very calming. I like it. Mm. Yay. So what, how did you find out about poi? Um, going to different music concerts. Oh. So when you go to music concerts, um, there were all sorts of different people doing Um, different creative things so when it first started there are a lot of people hula hooping and I love hula hooping but that's not as easy to do in small office spaces Um, hula hooping is also really really good exercise 
So lots of times people just think hula hooping is around your waist, but there's all sorts of different hula um, dances that you can do. I also love Polynesian culture. So that's where the Maori poi comes from. I dance hula, um, which is a traditional Hawaiian form of dance. It's very much like storytelling, um, like in India. So they have a Bali style of dance. Um, Arabic people use belly dance for storytelling and Hawaiian people use hula. So the arm motions or the hand motions are about telling a story. So like this is a flower and the flower blooms and these are the ocean waves, right? So the hands are about telling the story and the feet do a certain style of step that also tells how people walk the earth. Mm. So through hula hooping, which led me to hula dancing um, and the Maori poi, you get people doing all sorts of different um, artistic creative performance. So poi and staff and flags like they do for marching bands, um, all sorts of different evolution of things and what clicks with you. So there's like Diablo, which is like a Chinese yo-yo kind of thing and um, these sticks that you flip around. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm always happy to share different kinds of art styles and um, videos in case it inspires people. What are some of your favorite, like, different art styles? Um, well, music, absolutely. And then I love performance art. So the choir, um, choir music, I love dance. So that's really important. But I cannot hip hop dance. Like my body <laughs> or whatever does not move that fast. Everything is much slower for me. Um, yeah, slower and slower. Those are the things that I, I enjoy doing. Nice. So what are some things that are keeping you busy and entertained? Um, So it's amazing. When we first thought that we were going to be out of school for a long time, we thought we'd have so much time available to fill and we'd be bored. Um, Between my work for Scarlet that I'm supposed to be doing, that keeps me fairly busy. Um, What your counselors are doing is making sure we're contacting families that we're not hearing from to see if everybody's okay, um, to check and see if they like have food and housing and their bills paid. Um, And if basic needs are met, then we help people gain access to technology so they can be in contact with their friends and help get their schoolwork done. So that's what I spend a lot of my time doing um, is just making sure our Scarlet families are okay. On top of that, Um, because I have a background in video production and I wanted to keep in contact with my students, I've been making videos that um, remind us of the mindfulness techniques and some things that we would do as counselors. So before we went out, I would go outside on walks with a lot of different students. I had four groups that would meet once a month, so one every week, and we called it our forest crew, and we would go outside and we would just do our counseling in that way. So there are about 10 students in each of those groups. So we go outside and we do counseling in a different way. And that is what's known as eco-counseling. So those groups that I would do eco-counseling with, I've been making videos. But the videos are accessible to everybody at Scarlet because I posted them up on the Scarlet School Counseling website. So if Mm -hmm. you go to Scarlet's main page and then find the counseling department, right up at top, it'll say nature-based practices and eco-counseling and you can link to all of the special videos that we've been making just for you yeah you have the google classroom too 
Yep. And so for my seventh grade students, they've been getting this through the Google Classroom also. But they were so cool. I was like, everybody should have access to see them. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really good way to remember like, what our basic practices should be about like breathing deeply when we're really stressed out and, and then moving from there once you can manage your emotions a little bit better. So that's been a really fun project to work on. Um, I mentioned Jacob, who has autism, and we spend about seven hours a day working on his seventh grade classwork. So just like you, he has seven classes that he's responsible for, and it takes him a lot longer, I imagine, to do his work um, than it does many other students. So I can't say all, but we spend seven hours a day doing Jacob's work. I spend time doing my work for Scarlett, and then I'm also taking classes um, as a college student. So I spend a lot of time doing screen time. Um, I get out for hiking as much as I can. Um, Most of the time it's about making the videos that we're presenting so we can bring nature to Scarlett students who are locked in at home too. Mm -hmm. So we do not have a lot of um, time to fill with like TV or just hanging out or talking to friends. And I kind of feel bad because my friends are like, hey, when do we get to see you again? And I'm like, when my class is over. Right. That is ending next week. We had our last class meeting. I'm finishing up my homework for that. And then um, hopefully I'll have some free time to hang out and Zoom chat with some friends again. Yeah. How long do you guys spend doing your your schoolwork? I'm just curious. Probably like Uh, an hour. It takes me like, yeah, maybe like 15 to 45 minutes. But recently it's been taking me longer because I've been unmotivated to do it. 15 no because we have like 15 on on tuesdays and thursdays it takes like 15 science takes like maybe yeah science takes like about 15 gym is gym's really easy and then mr Cal's class isn't too hard so maybe 30 30 30 i I guess jacob does take a lot longer to get his work done doesn't he but mondays and wednesdays take really long wait does he go to scarlet Jacob goes to Clegg. Um, he um, could go to Scarlet, but he's placed in an ASD, an autism classroom, um, that supports his his needs. So while he still goes out to the regular classes, he has that service available for students with autism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know if Scarlet started an ASD program, maybe maybe Jacob would come there. What could I do know is that when you guys go to Huron and Jacob goes to Huron, you will meet him. If you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, does he have like the seven classes a day or do, is it split into three classes? Like every um, For the online, it's split into the blocks. So oh. um, let's see, on Mondays and Wednesdays, he has math, science, um, social, emotional stuff um, through his social worker. And then I think Tuesday and Thursday is social studies, PE. I'm trying to remember the schedule. We look at his Google Classrooms every single day. Um, We've organized his planner and we write down, like we go through the order that it's in his planner and then we check all of them. Um, So I get confused as to which day things are getting assigned because I only have so much energy in me to work with him every day. And sometimes we have to bump it to the next day. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's working on a cell division project for his science class. So he's learning oh. about mitosis, and he's going to make a song. Oh. Um, 
a song that it, that talks about the cell division cycle through interphase mitosis and then cytokinesis. Are you going to sing it with him? I'm going to try not to. <laughs> I just have to motivate him. <laughs> Are you helping him write the song or is he doing it by himself? He's doing it by himself, yeah. <clears throat> nice. All the way in the other room is all of his schoolwork. I could show you our little organization <laughs> if you're really curious. <laughs> he likes writing, writing funny songs. So right now we're getting more funny songs written about Harold Cat and about Luigi and Sonic. Um, then we are getting lyrics down for the actual science project. But we'll get there. It's due on Monday. So you could be a songwriter. <laughs> songwriting Maybe. future in him. <laughs> Maybe he'll be one of your favorite yeah, artists. Songland or something. You know that, like... You could suggest that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I have a question. Oh, you could go Mikey. Okay, yeah. Um, so, you are a counselor, and middle school is when people start developing feelings and crushes for each other. So, how would you help mm -hmm. kids go through first crushes and stuff like that? Well, everyone experiences things differently, right? Um, as a counselor, mostly I just listen to where people are at and what they're experiencing and then help rephrase it in a way that they can hear um, what it is that they're saying. And most of the time, people come up with their own um, solutions. Um, for me, it's about acknowledging feelings. It's about understanding what is um, happening for you, with you, around you, um, how different choices impact your situation so is it a positive situation for you does it help you with where you want to go um things like that but the the actual how people feel about a certain person or relationship and their dynamics in the social circle are so different um, really all you can do is listen and kind of reflect and reframe back to them what it is that they're sharing with you and most of the time they come up with their own solution that's really, really good. Yeah. Like for me, when I have a crush, I just look at all the things that I like about them and don't recognize their flaws and stuff. So then I look back, I'm like, why did I like them in the first place? Like, for what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you ignore everything wrong about them until... Exactly. Then you're like, wait, that's very big. I don't know how I didn't notice that. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, when you're talking to people and they're like, well, I like this and they're so cute and this and that, and then, but they did this. And I'm like, hmm, what does that mean to you? <laughs> like, oh. They'll be like, yeah, he's just so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he beats me up every day, but yeah. Mm, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. They just like skip over like all the answers. So. to this person instead. Yeah. Like, at this point, I'm just going to like wait till high school I, or college. Yeah. I don't know. It's not going to last. It doesn't last. You never know. And sometimes when adults tell you it's not going to last, that kind of shuts you down. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. Um, <laughs> that's short. Research and history and data show that you are correct. Relationships started in middle school do not usually last very long. But I don't want to be the person to shut that down. Because learning about relationships and learning how they work and understanding who you are and what's meaningful to you and what you value... Um, and building that trust, trust for other people, um, knowing when your boundaries are crossed and when to, to back off that trust is a really important step in growing. So 
I'm never going to tell you something. I'm usually not going to tell you you're wrong, but I will listen and I help you come to your own judgment. And if it's something that you want to follow through or not, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a question. So I'm sure a lot of kids are like stressed during this time and just don't know how to handle this stress. So what are some tips that you can give us to help us manage our stress? Yeah, so there's a lot of angles on this question too, right? You know, where does the stress come from? Some families are really stressed because they don't know where they're getting food from. They're worried they're going to get kicked out of their houses. They are stressed being in their house with so many people for so long and not able to go outside. Um, There's the academic stress. So um, I don't know if when we started this whole online thing, but we realized how long and how much work we were assigning and how the work came across by way of emails or Google Classroom and communication. Um, So that becomes really overwhelming. Um, Some people are handling it really, really well. Um, Some people get behind. And mostly it's just about taking a deep breath, um, calming your brain and your body down and realizing that you are stronger than you imagine um, and that you have a lot of support if you're willing to reach out to accept it. Um, Because every single teacher, every single person at Scarlet really wants just to be connected with our students. Like, we miss you so much. Um, We miss seeing your faces. We miss, you know, your smiles and your giggles and the silliness and all of the stuff that happens. And we can make up for all of the academic stuff. You know, we want to be connected with you. We want to know that you and your family are okay. If those things are in place, then we work on the next thing, which might be academics, or it might just be like, it's okay to talk to someone that you're stressed out and that you need some support and that you're overwhelmed. Um, everybody's situation is different. So I always start with breathing, um, mm-hmm. getting yourself back into a mindset where you believe that you can handle this and you can grow and um, be as positive as you can possibly be in something that is like unprecedented. None of us have ever experienced anything like this before. So we're all learning together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once we start talking one-on-one, there's a lot more tools and techniques and things that we use um, to help people kind of work through whatever um, is going on with them. So I use cognitive behavior therapy techniques, uh, dialectical behavior therapy techniques, EMDR, and I'm working to get certified as an eco-counselor or an eco-therapist. So oh, that's what you're working stuff. on for your college work? Yep. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, so there's a whole theory of psychology. I'm like, okay. Big book. Book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so taking classes on that and getting that certification as well. Nice. Yep. So, so what are some um, recipes that you've tried? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, I love cooking and I'm always taking suggestions for recipes. And then that's what I would bring in to share with my Scarlet students. Um, I have to think. Made a lot of really good things. Um, we have not eaten out or gotten takeout the entire two months that we've been on closure, right? Jeez. <laughs> It's a lot. We've I can't imagine that. Every day. Oh. And that is a lot of work, and that takes up a lot of time, too. Um, 
have to give a, a shout out right now to Harmony because her family runs a barbecue business and I have been seriously missing some brisket. So we've been figuring out how to smoke and make barbecue at home. And I'm really fortunate that I have a partner that is really, really good at it. And so he smokes brisket and I have made side dishes like potato salad and macaroni and cheese and greens and all sorts of stuff. Um, that, was good. that was a super treat because it's something that I haven't been able to do by myself. So I had to ask for help. Yes, even in cooking stuff, I had <laughs> to ask for help. And when I did, um, my friends came through and it was really, really nice. And it was probably the best brisket I've ever had. Um, and homemade barbecue sauce from Franklin's Barbecue um, recipe. That was so good. And I do miss being able to go out and, you know, get that stuff. But figuring out at home has been fun, too. You're making me hungry. We made shrimp and grits. That turned out really good. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> Jacob, uh, he calls chickens Murby. So we made a Murby. And it looked like a little mini Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Really I know. Good. But we do have food, and we've been able to cook. So I'm gonna have to move in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just have to stop by when school opens again. Be like Miss Watson. Did you cook this weekend? I'll be like, yes, <laughs> little portion for you. <laughs> it's really fun to share food. Like in my family, I was raised food and your time, just to come in and say hello and share food was probably the most meaningful gift you could ever share. So mm -hmm. it means a lot when people come in and say hello and give hugs and write on the board about whatever the month's inspiration is and participate in the Google Classroom, you know, about yeah. share what they like to do because I miss you guys. I miss my, you know. It's nice being at home, but at the same time, it's like being around friends and people at Scarlet is what life is really about like building mm -hmm. those connections and um, having yeah. meaningful relationships with people um, yeah in all different ways and school is where you do that mm -hmm. you got well, it. i actually made mac and cheese for mother's day and we gave some to my neighbor and she was like it was so good what's the recipe can you send me the recipe and i was like oh yeah, sure. yeah. we <laughs> have some friends that have requested food deliveries so um like i have a friend who's going through chemotherapy and can't eat very much. So we make some meals for them. We have friends that are really, really struggling, um, like musician and artist friends that are out of work because everything is closed down. So we've been trying to yeah. provide meals to them also. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Ann Arbor Public Schools is doing for a lot of their students also. Mm -hmm. People are just, people are struggling all over the place and, and everyone's doing their best to support each other. So Yeah, we just got to stick together. Yep, stick together by staying apart, but the apart <laughs> isn't in our minds, you know. It's still, we're still together in our mind, we're still together in our heart. And then when we are able to come back together, we'll wear masks and I'll give everybody a big hug. <laughs> Do the hugs, high fives, and handshake, or is it fist bumps? Fist bumps. So just do the I loved you, elbows. Yeah. yeah. The elbow high five. Whatever <laughs> comfortable with. You have any questions, Mikey? No, do you, er, do you have any guitar? Um, nope. You answered all the questions that I had. Actually, I have one question. Um, if you have 
one thing that you need to get across to the age ranges this year? One thing, wow. Um, so I mentioned before I worked at Huron um, for a long time and my older child is at community. So I have a little bit of an understanding about what happens in a high school. And the biggest thing that we want to, I would say to eighth graders is listen to the current high school students because they will tell you what it needs to succeed. And most of it is getting ready to work and managing your time well. Um, maybe also being accountable and being able to communicate with your teachers. So everyone there is usually willing to help you but they become a lot less patient with silly behavior and um, excuses, I guess. So mm -hmm. be honest with your teachers, tell them what you need, tell them what's going on. Um, use your planner to manage your time well, whether it's a paper planner or like your Google calendar, however you wanna manage that, but be aware of what's going on um, for your academics. The other thing to know is that there are more classes available than you can imagine at the high school level. So lots of different choices and there's as many extracurricular activities and sports available at our high schools as there is at U of M. So you're gonna have a lot of choices. Um, knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to manage your time and being willing to put your best work forward is the biggest key you have to making sure you cross that finish line um, in 2025 with your graduation class. Yeah, <clears throat> that's great advice. Yeah. If you have any questions or need to know more about high school, um, everyone feel free to email me. I have um, Google Hangout office hours on Thursdays where people bump in and ask like, just some quick questions, but I'm always happy to talk about high school or how to get into college. Um, we can start you on that journey too. So get a lot of college counseling and have even been hired as a private college counselor um, oh. by some students that were not my Huron students. That's cool. Mm. I will hire you as mine. <laughs> some one-on-one -on -one time just to think through things is really, really valuable sometimes. Yeah. Well, you get my services anyways because we all go to Scarlet together. So yeah. if you're a Scarlet student, you have a college question, I got you. <laughs> I will. It was great talking to you. I enjoyed interviewing you. And, um, yeah. Well, um, well, we got to close it out. Yeah. Um, I'm Mike Legrand, and I want to thank Miss Watson for joining me in Katora. If you enjoyed this, you can check this out on the Scarlet Distant Learning website, and you can also check out any other websites. Thank you guys right. for watching.